0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life
1: podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. And sit back because it's time for the podcast.
2: Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Um, this is me, Ramesh. Uh, Rupert's not here today, so I am delighted to say that my partner in crime today is the the one, the only Iñel Tomlinson. Hey, Hello, hey. what's happening? How you doing? Thanks for having me back, right,
1: mate? Thank you for coming back. <laughs> I loved it, man. Loved it last time. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to actually say, actually, last, big ups to all your fans who uh, messaged me after appearing on it last time with some wicked tunes. I like so what that.
2: did they did they when you say wicked tunes did they give you recommendations because i wanted
1: some clean ones because oh, i, got, I got they, you tunes. Ones. they sent me the clean ones they mixed so, it out themselves took are out you the serious? swearing i was like yeah go on <laughs> i was like nice holy shit! because i was gonna have to do my, that myself so, yeah, yeah. You
3: know, obviously
1: yeah so jam um, i i swear you should do that is
3: that is that a service can i can i ask for that service? he's got that you do service. It. you it if
2: you sort of shout out because I, I, like, I sort of try and ask for free shit on her <laughs>
3: Maserati, <laughs> Ferrari.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: see you thinking big, you know? I'm thinking clean yeah. hip hop juice I like, he's like going, Michelle, <laughs> it's going to see
4: XL, <laughs> come on!
3: <laughs> hey, I went for the BBC man. I'll take anything I can get.
1: <laughs> um, I know what you're up to at the moment. Uh, we we are back with kinetic comedy. We're bringing it back. Uh, I think I've talked about it last time briefly on your show because I came on before. But uh, kinetic is back. My comedy night uh, with a difference. It's celebrating and championing uh, talented diverse people.
2: Yeah, I don't know that's how I got booked there. So, I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know if uh, if I mentioned this the last time you're on but mm. so the first time I did Connect Comedy I had never seen anything like this, right? So mm. this gig is mad. And then I turned up there and I had like my little set prepared. And uh, I know we'll say this didn't happen, but I can tell you this is exactly how it went (coughs) down, right? So I started doing my material and I was fucking dying on my ass, right? properly like tanking. And I'd seen like three or four people absolutely smash it before me. So I'm dying on my ass thinking what's going on. Then there's a guy looking on his phone, right? Mm. So I just said to him, what the fuck are you doing looking at your phone, mate? And then like he was was dressed a bit weird. I started talking about what he was wearing and talking about how rude he was. Mm. Then I started having a go at his missus the audience start fucking pissing themselves like, For the rest of my set, I just started rinsing members of the audience. Right? Like, like, like all, of this, all of this like crafted material that I've worked on got jack shit. And, and then you're you like,
1: this is, this is me now. <laughs> I like this.
2: I like this. It was good. It's a wicked gig though. Oh, so you, that's bro. coming back. When's it coming back? Yeah, it's coming back on uh, Saturday the 4th of February. Uh, cool. And how's the Virgin thing going?
1: Virgin Radio's going really well. Liking yeah. it, liking it. We had. Uh... I like the little
2: videos you do. Oh, face! <laughs> like it gets me excited. Ah, we, I don't we, mean it. Sorry, like, me that sounded bad. What I mean
1: was, <laughs> I just, yes. sort of,
2: I'm always, I'm always envious of someone that can convey a positive energy, which is what you managed to do. It's good. Do you
1: know what? I just, I just live happy, man. That's my yeah. thing. Like, there's, there's, everybody's too, got man. BS going around, but I just like, yeah, I like ignore that. Sort it yeah. out another time. I'll focus and appreciate what well, i got at a minute.
2: Yeah, that's me as well. I always try and maintain a positive outlook.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know why that's getting shit on. Anyway. <laughs> <Damn.
1: laughs> uh, I mean, even when you said that, you didn't believe it. Right? You're like, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> this is the bit where we introduce our guest.
2: I am delighted, honoured. We are joined by a legend in the making, Mr. Jam. Yeah.
3: How you doing? You all right?
2: How you doing, mate? You good?
3: I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me. I've been trying to get on this podcast for ages.
2: <laughs> ages, mate. We are so delighted to have you on, man. Like you are doing so much mm. for music at the moment, and I'm and, I'm, and you're going to continue for a, for a long, long time. So thank you so much for for what you're doing. No we problem. appreciate it. You're, you're a massive hip hop fan, but yes. it's fair to say you sort of you're. You're sort of the ear to the street on behalf of the yeah. listener, aren't you, in, ter- in terms of you staying on top of everything, really,
3: right? I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a multi-genre kind of guy. I've always yeah. been into as many different styles of music as possible, and I've never really cared about genres. I've never right. really cared about quality. But to be honest, it's because of hip-hop yeah. that I don't care about genres. Right, right. Because, you know, if you, if you if your initial real crafting into learning and loving music is via hip hop, then there's no way that you can discard a genre because it might be a perfect sample source. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know
3: that country record that looks a little bit weird. Yeah. Listen to it; it might have some grooves in it. It might give you that sample that means that you've got that massive record. So yeah, that Madlib yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> well, that's Just the like, truth. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, when you look at the amount of stuff that has been mined for hip hop yeah, throughout exactly. the years, yeah. even when you kind of go back to the early days of Africa, Bamba kind yeah, of yeah. playing those block parties, and it would be you know you, they'd have to steam off the label on the vinyl yeah, yeah. so that nobody else knew what they were playing. He was playing Kraftwerk yeah. in the middle of the ghetto yeah. in the Bronx. Thank God Shazam wasn't around then.
1: Was
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't
1: didn't... exist, <laughs> <laughs> it would not exist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, I think you're fine. I was into Kraftwerk in the earlier albums. Yeah, yeah. No, you can yeah. steam off as many labels as you like. I've still ID'd it. <laughs> Actually, I've got the HQ quality. Yeah, <laughs> didn't pay a penny for it, so... <laughs> Shazam is killing music, man. I don't <laughs> think of it that way. Yeah, you always yeah.
1: see people, I always see people in the clubs and the raves, just like with their phone, just like next to the DJ. Just like this. Just I, do you know what Shazam?
2: Crazy. Shazam is good for me. Fucking calling out my wife because her music taste is shit. And then like we'll be we'll be we'll be out somewhere, right? And there's someone come on, and she'll get, and I said, "What the fuck are you getting your phone out for for this? Are you joking? I hope
3: you want to find out what this is so we can kill the
2: artist. Are you shitting me?
3: But that means that your your musical taste will be extra strong in you I'm, I'm similar I mean my wife yeah. will probably listen to this so I love you babe but you <laughs> her musical taste yeah. is so much better now right than it was when I first met her right 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 like in, in, when you look at our CD collection that is an amalgamation of both of our CDs yeah. that we collected throughout the years there's all of a sudden a Robbie Williams selection I've right. never bought a Robbie Williams album in my no. life but if you ask her now she's never bought a Robbie Williams album <laughs> so why have we got his entire collection
2: yeah yeah well, is that because you liked his hip-hop phase? <laughs> no. That's... <laughs> Actually, that's where I draw the line. Rudebox. I'm sorry, Rudebox Rude is a no. Was... Do you know what pissed me off about Roadbox, right? Is that I'd like, like... I can't remember. I don't think... I remember a girl at the time like sort of who's case. it just shows you that you can diversify into that genre I was like fuck get the fuck out if you by diversify you mean disrespect and shit on then yeah I get it do you know what I mean like come on
3: mate I think the thing that pissed me off the most about that project yeah. is that I remember years ago seeing all the tape That Boys being interviewed and then kind of going on there the tour bus Yeah, and you looked at Robbie's CD collection he was showing you his CD collection he had Woo in there right. he had Tupac in there he had Biggie he knows oh. Yeah. A real hip-hop yeah. claims to be a real hip-hop fan and then makes that album so weird isn't it it's so like he he's... knows
1: about Wu-Tang Kai-Dai he knows
3: he knows yeah. he and recently he did a tune with Big Nasty man. like he, he knows shit but he still made
2: Rude Box it's almost like you know. He sort of thought, I really like these guys. What can I do to make them hate me?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Riz is gonna love <laughs> this one. <laughs> he's gonna it's love this. The idea, this the idea, that, he's the idea that. that Method Man might stumble onto Roobax one day. Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip hop? How did you? How did you get into what you did? Now, I've read. I didn't know this mm. that you actually did you
3: actually DJ for a rap for a hip hop crew? Yes. So my first ever DJ gig was at the Hacienda in Manchester. Yeah. I was 14. It was two weeks before it shook. DJ Semtex was the promoter. Right. It was the launch party for the Capone and Noriega War Report album. Holy shit, what mm. an album.
1: I was nice. in Ramada, laid up, up we go jungle room, cowboy hat around June. Managa, had the 45th Vaga. Capone and Noriega, the saga. Sega, nigga,
3: Tony Touch was the headline DJ yeah. and I was DJing for a Nottingham crew, because I'm from Nottingham, a crew called Out of Ville. Right. Yeah. So I first started out. At fourteen, at 14 years, years old. Yeah. Were you shitting you must have then? No, I wasn't. I was nervous on the bus up there because it was the first time that I'd been up to Manchester. Right. If you've ever literally, if you've ever gone from Nottingham to Manchester, there's two ways you can go. Yeah. There's one way where you'll live, and there's another way where you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> you go up Snakes Pass. So you yeah. just
1: worrying about your vinyl, isn't it? Holding his bag tight, look.
3: <laughs> I, I don't Records ain't not
2: to get played. I wasn't nervous just, at that point, yeah, yeah,
3: but it was how was that? How was the gig? It was, it was. I can understand why the Hacienda shut down for forever a couple of weeks. <laughs> wow. after, let's put it that way. <laughs> wow, I mean, first of all, you're letting 14 year olds who looked 14 into yeah. your venue to DJ, but yeah, secondly, yeah. it was it obviously seemed much better, days. right? Right, right, right. But no, I mean, I started out making my name in hip hop, I started yeah. out as a hip hop DJ. I mean, throughout my past, I've been kind of a tour dj for brand nubian yeah tour dj for rodney p clash
2: so brand oh, nubian brand nubian. nubian yeah grand Poba broke my toilet pardon grand you broke, broke your toilet. toilet yeah What well, can you shit bricks
3: <laughs> literally literally
4: <laughs> <laughs> Shoes! Shoes! the Literally, toilet you
1: know.
3: broke my toy the toilet. Managed to call someone out to fix it. <laughs> calling Dino Rod. Can you please get rid of this grand poo in my toilet? <laughs> Rub, get a stick, bro. <laughs> what happened? What, what? Break it up. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the guy that I was working with at that time was my manager. I'd moved yeah. to London from Nottingham. This is amazing. Um, the guy I was working with at that time booked tours for right. big American artists in yeah. the in, in the UK and Europe, and gra- and and the whole. Brand Nubian were coming over to do a Scandinavian tour so they came over to England based out of England go off and do Scandinavia come and do a couple of dates in England Alamo was sick who's their DJ so it was can you DJ for Brand Nubian 18 years old, of course. Yeah. I DJ for Brad Nubian I had a flat in in Plaster uh, while I was living in London, which is in, in East London. And literally, the guys landed; they had nowhere to go other than like the really budget hotel that they were staying at in London. So they came and stayed around at mine. And Grand Grandpoober broke my toilet. The amount, the amount of fights though between those guys.
2: Hold on, hold on, but
3: ridiculous. Did, what happened? He went to the toilet. He went to the toilet. Yeah. 20 minutes later, he's still not out of the toilet. Yeah, Five minutes later you hear Jam! Jam! I need your help!
1: Assistance! Man pulled the red cord, you know.
3: <laughs> the flush ain't working! Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, after plunging Grand Poobah's shit, we went oh on tour. <laughs> we went on tour across Scandinavia. I suppose we have to get tight after that, isn't it? <laughs> but you know? What, do you know what's the funniest part is is that for that whole of that tour, Grand Poobah was like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, I know it fucking hurts, you broke my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Puma seems like fun And Lord Jamar seems really Ooh. serious Is that Other way around Really? 100% the other way around That is mad I never would have picked that man Lord Jamar is the coolest Nicest Funnest guy You know you get He, he, he used to smoke those biddies Oh yeah, yeah So you know he, he, When he was in, in In the flat in East London He loved it Because he could just go to the corner shop Get some biddies Come back and, Yeah Am you know, I like, okay to blaze in here Jam? No <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's like 10 minutes later. He's place, blazing man. in there. Uh, yeah. okay.
2: Anything deliberately deliberately to get rid of the smell bit of,
3: bit
4: of, of bit. Grand poop of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can we <laughs> air it
2: out, Link? Can we air out yeah. the, the flat? Smoke a billy and get some incense sticks for uh, fuck's sake, mate. The, is
3: what, <laughs> the worst thing is, is, it was a studio flat. <laughs> right. So there was no. In the words the Beat Nuts, there was no escape oh, in this. One no. <laughs> <laughs> <What> room. <laughs> <laughs> but we got oh we got God. to we got to uh, to Norway yeah. and Grand Pooper had to go. He, he ran off stage. It's like my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. So I ended up not only having to DJ for Brand Newbin but also kind of spit some Grand Pooper bars. Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. You d- holy shit. Yeah. Which it, again, it's only as I relive it that I realise what actually happened. That is oh. mad craziness. Mm. Absolute craziness. Oh my God. Well, man's in the toilet as well, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's how, that's like that eight mile one shot. Of business right.
3: that is, like, you got one chance. Yeah. Like, man's in the toilet. That is horrible, <laughs> isn't it? They didn't let me do it for any of the show because yeah, I completely yeah. fucked it up. But you know what? That one opportunity, I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? No. no it did work. It did
2: work. Uh, what's that X like? So that X is cool. I got very cool. I got really upset because I love Brand Nubian, as we all do. But um, I was following. I follow him on Twitter, and I saw a tweet from him saying something like, "If you want to guess verse, hit him up." And I thought, so that ex should not be asking any. Like, do you know what I mean? I just think. You fucking beg him, do you know what I mean? Because mm. like, his voice is insane, man, isn't it? Oh.
1: Why is, is he? on Twitter? What? Just publicly? Just, just like it? go,
2: just go and if you like, hit me up if you want to guess first. Or oh, right. Like, All like,
1: right. Not
3: even his feet in the thing as well. <laughs> no. It's I, hard, I think. It's, do you know what? To be fair to him, it's harder work for those kind of those true school MCs, I suppose, as people call. Do you, do I see, they,
2: do you reckon they're like old footballers where like yeah. they see they see people that have come up after them and made a shit ton more money from it and they resent it a little bit?
3: Having have met, you know, Cool Herc. Yeah. That's all he talks about. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. all he talks about, yeah. about how much, you know, they invented this. Mm. Someone should break him off a check. Mm. Which is fair enough. I understand it. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, when they're doing smaller venues around the world and they're not earning as much as, you know, the new school of rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand it, but, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. So that X will still body of us. But oh man, you could probably, listen, could probably dude, do it for two pound fifty Oh
1: gosh, man, doing it for oyster change, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that man top up. I to get home, you know. That sounded even
4: more
2: disrespectful than it meant. But you know what <laughs> I mean.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that was amazing. You, that, you had that compliment with like the scorpion stinging. It, that was amazing. <laughs> I thought oh, I was going to do a thing. I was starting to feel bad, and then uh, you just went bam. <laughs> I'm
3: joking, I'm joking I respect, like that respect, respect, respect. The Clash the Coffee as well Yeah, oh, Clash right, That last album Jack the, the last album how that he days, did was how how all all The Lionheart Tussle with the Beast That was mm. produced by one of my mentors Joe Buda mm. So I was around for the whole making of that I'm on that album oh, that Vocally so I'm on that album Really? Yeah So like I've, I've, I've put I've put in the groundwork shit, on it. shit I'm going to have to go back You should be doing this podcast yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything I've only really released one record though As a producer Yeah And that was for Shabazz the Disciple Who's a Wu-Tang affiliate? Yeah. But then again, there's so many Wu-Tang affiliates yeah, it doesn't yeah. really narrow. It I down. think
2: I might I think I might have been for like a week.
3: <laughs> Did you meet RZA once? Yeah. Did you <laughs> maybe shake his hand yeah. your you Woo? Yes!
2: I think he responded to an email. It was an automated response, but I think it's still counts. <laughs> it's like it a RZA, RZA's out of the office till 11th of February. But I think it's still you know, hey. I'ma call you Iron Jokes. <laughs>
3: So how did you get into radio then? How did it come about? Uh, For me, it was always, I've always wanted to do radio. So I tried to make, I think, radio, comedy, I think, you know, DJing and this kind of aspect of the entertainment industry, you can kind of create your own lanes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with with you with the comedy nights and whatever, if you can create something of your own, you can put yourself on. Yeah. So I used to kind of make my own radio shows. And and when I linked up with Joe Buddha. Back home in Nottingham, he had some links at a private station. So we used to kind of, I used to send in the show to the pirate station and, and used to do that every week. Mm-hmm. Before that, when I was doing my GCSEs, I managed to bu- bully my way onto the local university radio station because I've always been a big lad. <laughs> so I was, I was bigger than the freshers yeah. at 16. So I literally walked up to Nottingham Trent University. I was like, I heard you've got a radio station. Yeah, I want a show. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I did a show on, on Fly FM on Nottingham Trent University's radio station. And then we started to do promotions. Mm. So we started to put on our own events. We, we did this thing that ran for a few years called UK Takeover. And the idea was at that point, the hip hop scene, the UK hip hop scene, did not talk to the burgeoning grime scene. But if you went to a grime wave or if you went to a UK hip hop rave, the tunes were the same. The big tunes were the big tunes. Yeah. And you kind of see that the crowd became segregated. Yeah. So we thought we'd need to do an event that would bring all of the MCs together under one banner. So, you know, we'd have Clash on the same lineup as Wiley, yeah. we'd have Lethal Biz on the same lineup as Task Force. You know, we'd have Rodney P on the same lineup as, you know, roll deep. Yeah. So it was trying to bring everyone together. Lost me a fuckload of money. <laughs> Literally, I've only been able to pay off that debt two you, years. You ago. You sort
2: of do an announcement and go, I'm quite happy for you to not talk to each
3: other. Yeah, be <laughs> <laughs> like a fuck yeah. off. But it was through doing those events that I got a um got a relationship with with one extra. So right. they then knew who I was, they yes. kind of knew what I was doing. And we booked KRS1 back home in Nottingham.
1: Giving options for head knocking non-stop. Be dropping, but stars can be forgotten. So we bring back the raw hip hopping. Just like the records they take you be copin'. Cup Pop some breakdowns and boogie poppin' and locking. Tick-tackin', guaranteed to have you cockin'. We only get better and only better we you're got
3: We booked him and, and we managed to convince one extra that they should come and do a live broadcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, from the KRS concert. So they so did. You're fucking, like
2: That's like you're hustling, aren't you? Like you're yeah. sort mm. of like. Just completely. creating these opportunities. 100%. It's
3: it's so good. Anyway, carry on. I, when, I, when, but when they came and did the live broadcast, it's you know I'm one of the co-promoters of the show. I'm playing yeah. the warm-up. So I played the warm-up. Yeah. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah. And one of the uh, executive producers at One Extra came up to me and said, do you do radio? The day afterwards, we booked KRS to do a talk. He's the teacher. Yeah. So we wanted to go and do a talk at a, a local cinema a called Broadway Cinema. So I said, yeah, I'll bring you some demos the next day. Went home that night, ran off 12 hours' worth of our radio shows from the past however many weeks.
2: Man.
3: Went there the next day, gave him those 12 hours of radio shows. He said, cool, I'm not even going to listen to them. I can tell you're serious. Do you want to come out and, and do a pilot? So I went down to London the next week, went into the BBC building. wasn't the first time that I'd been there, though. I'd been there originally when I was 14 as a guest on Westwood show, but that's another story. Oh, my God. we get that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into the building, did a pilot. They threw everything at me. You've mm. got to do this read. Mm. You know this has happened, so you've got to make the announcement. You just smashed. It. As I'm mixing, mm-hmm. they're asking me to do loads of different things. Mm-hmm. Smashed it out of the park, left the building with an offer to do a show. That was in so. 2005, hold on, as you left,
2: they gave you the offer. Yeah. Oh oh. Made me sit in a room for you two know you hours. After that's that. no
3: you smashed it. You probably did it. That's that another way yeah, you smashed you yeah, yeah, Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, it no, nice. but then the real. That, that's when the real hard work started, because I start. I got it in 2005. I was still. I still had a day job. I used to work at Capital One credit right. card company. Yeah. So if uh, if you ever had a Capital One card and you've got PPI on it, hello, thank you, oh, <laughs> thanks for that. I got commission. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. That was, me. Yeah, yeah. that was was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd do my day job, and then Thursday night into Friday morning after Benji B, I used to do a show called um, the Hip Hop Mix Show. Oh, okay. So it was two till six a.m. So I'd finish in Nottingham, finish my day job. Uh, at 6pm mm. go home have a shower sort out all my vinyl get in my car drive down to London do the show 2 till 6am get in my car drive back home to Nottingham and then go straight into the office it's and do so the day job it's so much comedy man it? it's, it's yeah, exactly I mean, the same it's, it's so the so hustle awesome. like it's the hustle it. <laughs> that's why I'm saying you can create your yeah, own yeah, lanes yeah. and then after I'd done that for a year um, Manny Norte left One Extra mm. and moved over to KISS So they knew that I wasn't just a hip-hop DJ. They knew that I I was multi-genre. I loved loads of different styles of music and played loads of different Mm -hmm. styles of music in clubs. So they asked me to do the Friday Night Show in 2006. That's wicked, man. No,
1: that's good. That's important because you didn't pigeonhole yourself. No. I guess some people sometimes, they... They're so focused on what they love that they just go just for that, and then they just. But end you, can up take, you can take you can take from
3: wherever it is that you go. I mm. mean, you know, comedy must be the same in the fact that you can have one comedic style, but you can be influenced by many different styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you go into a certain room, you might not like you were saying earlier on. You you might ditch all of that material that you're pre prepared, and you're gonna yeah. go with the flow of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, that. mm-hmm. that's the same with DJing. So for me, it was kind of it made sense that you know I still kept the day job, but after I'd finished work on Friday I'd then go back down to London and do the Friday night show and
1: then 2007
3: they asked me if I'd like to do kind of the weekday multi-genre show and that's the point where I got rid of the day job holy shit that's wicked see you later
1: capital (laughs) (laughs)
3: bye
2: you still make the phone calls just for the buzz (laughs) just to keep your hand in I know what it's like when people sort of start putting things on you that you, that, you know, and you start to get, you know, you feel like things are going to get jinxed. But it feels like you're sort of on the cusp of like, you sort of almost move beyond, not beyond it, because it's not, it's not something to move beyond, but you're getting pushed more and more into the mainstream now, aren't you? you oh, yeah. I mean,
1: it's, I mean all you, videos we put out are always going viral. You're like synonymous mm. with it mm. now, right? Is that, is that? You're always there when things are breaking off.
3: To, I mean, to be fair, it's just about a passion for me. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a passion for good new music. And that's, I, you know, I was, I'm, I've got a, fo- a photo of me, two years old, with a Fisher Price record player at the kitchen table playing vinyl. Yeah. Like, I've always just wanted to be that guy that plays people new music and introduces yeah. people to new music. So it's great that my audience has grown. But, you know, it's grown over the course of the past 12 years, yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. And I think, you know, at the moment I'm covering for Annie Mack on Radio 1 while she's off doing much more important things like having a baby. Yeah. So it means that the audience that I have available to me is much bigger than it was before. Hmm. And, you know, hopefully it means that I can extend my career by a few more years. And if not, then, you know, back to the day job and back to the hustling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah always bad. ready to hustle. You know, I like yeah, yeah. I've always... The hustle never stops, yeah. though, does it? Yeah, always ready.
3: When you see, when you see those people, that off, kind of yeah. you can't. You you guys must always be writing material. Mm. Always.
2: Yeah. Well, I rehash the old stuff, but it, <laughs> I, 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 pre- I present, I, I present, I present it as new material. oh he's brown and he's got kids.
1: That's it. <laughs>
2: Let's hear the new spin on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids don't want they're teenagers now, (laughs) Rob. Oh, God.
2: I don't want to be in a situation where I'm talking about my kids and they go, oh, yeah, kids are seven. No, he's actually 16 now, but that bit, (laughs) when I wrote that bit, he was seven years old.
1: You ain't heard it yet, (laughs) so (laughs) laugh.
2: So, uh, what sort of stuff are you listening to at the moment?
0: At the minute,
3: for uh, from for kind of stuff that's that's relevant to this podcast, I suppose. Um, Loyal Carnes album, mate. Brilliant, isn't it? Wow, it's yeah. brilliant. Is I he to you. Is he going to be massive? Like, it feels like exciting, right? It really does. It for me, it reminds me of the Early days of UK hip hop, yeah, yeah, of the kind of glory days of UK hip hop, yeah. when you had your Kalashnikovs, your Task Forces, yeah, yeah. your Jests, yeah, yeah, your Skinny oh, Mans, etc., 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 and it feels like he's gone back into that zone. I think him and Kate Tempest have really kind of mined mm. that era of, of making music, but they've refined it for not only you know a, a modern ear but also for a different audience,
1: yeah, no one to
3: believe in.
2: I'm on that man's side, damn right Doing it myself from a landslide Stand by, didn't need no help from no damn guy Man by, I've been making waves all my damn life Clam my,
1: step to the letter and I stand by it Try it, we ain't holding back if it backfires Lax, not the ones who can be till they're back Tired Thought they make a mill till it transpired I ain't like them
3: damn liars So, it's been interesting looking at Laurel Karner And the fact that he hasn't really come up through the hip-hop scene yeah, yeah, yeah. But his hip-hop chops are completely undeniable. Yeah, yeah, Like, the other week, he did a session for me on, on my first live show as Covering for Annie, um, where he did a session live to air, covered Tricor Quest, Check the Rhyme. Mm. And when I saw on paper that he was going to do that, I was like, nah, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. He's gonna fuck Don't be messing that. up the classics. Exactly! <laughs> I love Loyal Carnival, but no, you're going to fuck yeah. it up. Yeah. Completely rewrote it, kept the flows, him and his DJ Rebel Clef, absolutely smashed it wow. it was at that point you know what he's not a pretender he's, he's yeah. the real deal and then listening to the album yesterday's gone it, you, you just for me it just gives you all those feels
1: yeah 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 it's amazing i like that when you get someone who's just been biding their time they're more than ready but they're just waiting for that opportunity i tell you
3: what
2: annoys me the most about law karno is that it's rupert who's normally on this he's, he's he heard of law karno before i did yeah. And that's the thing he's got over me now. Do you know what I mean?
3: Ah, but that's, like I was saying, that's the route that he yeah. took in. Yeah. He didn't take the traditional exactly. route. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, thank that's you. That's why. I'm so, I'm so glad you're <laughs> here. You, you are. go. I'm thankful. <laughs> thank you.
2: so much. This is Rupert's brilliant. back. Rupert, you're <laughs> not here, hop. Shut up. You know him by default. <laughs> yeah. Not a traditional route, Rupert. <laughs> 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 It's interesting what you say about UK hip hop and grime. I know people that think that UK hip hop is grime. They think that UK hip hop has morphed into grime. They don't think there's a. They don't realise there's a separate UK hip hop scene. It feels like a weird relationship between those two things, doesn't it? No,
3: definitely. I think you, you hit the nail on the head there with, with the fact that it's mainly people taking in grime and thinking grime's brand new there's people that I talk to every day that think grime is a brand new genre Yeah, think think that Wiley's a new young artist oh gosh no (laughs) no but that's the thing I think you know MC driven culture in this country everything owes a debt to everything I think if you really really want to boil it back to where it all started it was Jamaican toasting Yeah, Yeah, that came through the reggae that then meant that you know it was informing rave music that then turned into hardcore that then turned into jungle mm. that then birthed drum and bass and garage mm. from garage you got grime you got dubstep mm. at the same time you've got hip hop that over here that's being infused with reggae styles to yeah. make it British so you had your London posses you had your demon boys etc yeah. demon so, boys man oh, I love them sickness <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it was a the rap and we'll be talking about my chain is on my car me now no fucking time for talk Jackie Wa when police pressure me cause I'm black and my spas then. I get in again that's the topic I'll be riding it's more important to me that I'm guided the younger you them away from racist police men but they my small problem i I'm but you try and play that to a 15 year old now yeah and they don't understand it yeah I'm, but I, I get that I mean cause I was I the reason why I know about those crews is because I was the much youngest one of everybody else around me everybody else around me is at least 10 years older than me when I was kind of doing my my hip-hop apprenticeship Mm -hmm. yeah so I know about it but I'm also young enough to look at it from a kind of a grime perspective because I'm the same generation as Kano as Dizzy as these artists that kind of came through it which is they took influence from there but they also took influence from other places Mm. and put it together to create grime I think the thing about UK hip-hop for me is that for the longest time, the only thing that the UK hip-hop scene was competing against was the American hip-hop scene. Yeah. The Americans aren't really going to take you as seriously as you want them to. You could be the... I mean, I had DJ Premier. He's another one that we booked back home in Nottingham and I I took him record shopping and I went and bought Murder for him. You went record shopping with Premier? Yeah. Just as you do, you know. (laughs) Hold on, guys. I
2: think I just ejaculated.
1: (laughs) But yeah, oh he's my the safest god. dude. He's,
3: oh he's my cool.
1: Telling him where to go. Yeah. But no, I bought, I bought, so I bought, I bought murder. I bought Clashnikov's
3: yeah. murder for him, and he he went, he took that back home to New York, and he was playing it on his hip hop radio show on, the, on live from the headquarters. Oh my god! He was shouting out Clashnikov, and but when you said, when I said to him, "Do you know any UK rappers?" He's like, "Yeah, Rodney P," yeah. because he came over with London Posse back in the day with yeah. Public Enemy and Dizzy Rascal. As yeah. far as the Americans were concerned, grime was UK rap. Yeah. Do you
1: think that was because I guess there was a few MCs that were rapping in American accent back in the days? So mm. Do you reckon that was kind of the thing that kind of people just like sidelined it as well? Because like, ah, oh, they're trying to be us. Or... There was a
2: there was a thing though, wasn't there? Like there were UK rappers that rapped with an American accent, and then the ones that didn't always used to like, go at those guys, like going like yeah, talk yeah. like rap how you talk and all this shit. It was like a little. Division wasn't it?
3: Massive, massive. <laughs> it was... I, I remember. I remember when I first started working without Deville. Yeah. Um, that everybody had an American accent. Yeah. And the main rapper of the crew at that time was a guy called Lee Ramsey. Yeah. And he sounded like Nas. When he spat, he had the flows. He had yeah. the cadence. He had everything. And then we just were like, Do you know what? We can't rap in. A, a, an American accent anymore, mm. but the Nottingham accent is actually quite close to the New York accent. Yeah. So we could get away with the flows, yeah, yeah. but we just use our own accent, and that's where Scorsese came from. So I used to DJ for Scorsese back in the day. And I think, you know, there was that whole thing of it was if you rapped in a Yankee accent, nobody took you seriously. Yeah. And I remember when Iceberg Slim, remember yeah. him? Yeah, my God. <laughs> where he got signed to Polydor Records. All of the UK hip hop MCs were going. Why is this guy getting signed? Why is he getting signed? Yeah. He, he, he raps Yankee, raps Yankee. At that point, you got to remember the record business is commerce. They're going to go with what sells or what they can sell. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, there hadn't been a rapper with a British accent that had sold the units other than novelty records. Yeah. So they didn't invest in it. And I think that that's where we are with it right now. To bring the point all the way back, with after a couple of name drops. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the point all the way back. (laughs) The mainstream are looking at Grime as being their first experience of hearing British accents Mm. spitting reality over beats. But just as with everything, if you scratch the surface and you go deeper, then you will find everything else. UK hip hop back in those days was a niche underground scene. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I mean I've I had friends that were like big hip hop fans. They wouldn't even think they wouldn't even think about listening to UK hip-hop, do you know what I mean? They just yeah. didn't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like they were just like, mate. They used to like they to think I was a proper like backpacker freak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I like, no, it's good mate, it's alright mate, whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah fucking hell. You yeah listen- but you like that raucous shit as yeah. <laughs> well. <know there. laughs> yeah. Oh yeah was it yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound bombing <laughs> fuck off mate <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Mostef? Def? <laughs> it? Most Def? <laughs> Fuck that! What? Talib Kola, don't even like the fucking name, mate. <laughs> you had uh, you had Dirty Dyke on your show recently, right? I did, yeah. Thanks like? to you. What was that like? So what? How did that? So what happened with? So what happened? You was, actually have him on the show. I had him. I had him on the phone. Amazing. Had him on the phone. <laughs> what was he like on the phone? It, we edited
3: the conversation. <laughs>
1: A broadcast
2: we had Sensor to censor that we had to no, he was, do you know what
0: he
1: was amazing It was absolutely one amazing. hour phone call turned down to two minutes yeah I like this podcast
3: you don't know that we've been doing this podcast for eight days <laughs> but no he was he was amazing I think you know I've I've known about the, the, the high focus guys for a long while and yeah. I've known what they've been doing but I, I was playing the four hours record but then yeah. I kind of they fell off the radar for me and, I'm, right. and, and to be fair That's because I've got to be across So much of stuff Of course yeah, yeah Sometimes stuff will fall By the wayside yeah. And then I was listening To your podcast And listening to you And Frankie Boyle Going on about how good they are <laughs> Yeah yeah. So I just did a search In my email inbox I was like Oh shit I've actually got
2: this stuff Right, right.
3: Went through it Listened to it I was like Do you know what Islam Swamp That record right there That's something yeah. That I need to play And I need right. to play it Quite, quite heavily at the swamp Round the back of the gasworks In Iceland I'll be sat with a fat bird reclining. I'll be sitting there six yards, sophisticated prison stare, missing hair, spinning in my little shitty swivel chair, counting lizards with a pig as if I didn't care. As we get away, we're talking shit like this. It isn't fair. Simply isn't. Yeah, you need to listen. Where? Over there with all the victims and opinions. Guess list. So, we made it my inbox fresh. Got him on the phone. Had a really nice conversation. He spoke to me about you know the 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 version that he could use on BBC Radio of the reason why he made that record, the kind of the influence behind it, and it sounded great on air. He's
2: kind of mad, right? Like, I mean, like... In the
3: best possible way for an artist.
2: in a great artist way. Yes. Like, I (laughs) find his Instagram terrifying.
3: (laughs) Oh, what's he he posting?
2: It's just like, he'll, like, post a picture of a girl in, like, a subway eating a pizza off the floor and just go... (laughs) Just mad things on a Saturday night. And you think <laughs> How the gosh, fuck should that where's he living though? No.
3: How did that photo even come about? No. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? Like, I mean, look, let's be honest, if you're making music like that, you're not making it for the radio. Yeah. But I think what they're doing, and I think this is also what what Grime is doing, and what a lot of rock bands as well are doing is that they're remembering that they've got a route directed to consumer. Yeah. So they don't necessarily need to go through what was the the kind of the traditional ways mm. to break a record. Yeah. I think my job at radio is to amplify heat that's there. Already, yeah, yeah. find something that I personally feel very passionate about and help to take it to that next level. You, so I mean, what I find interesting about what you just
2: said is like you decided to check out Dirty Dark, you listened to the song, you decided you liked it, and then suddenly you put it on, right? Now, yeah. I know that sounds very simple, but the fact of the matter is, you've got to trust your ears 100%, right? Yeah. Because you now have a. I'm, It's a responsibility in a way, isn't it? You're going, I give this my endorsement, right? Mm. And you're putting it out based purely on what your opinion is, right? That is... I mean, do you feel under pressure doing that? Because I would... Because even when I, because I did the the the, yeah, the, the mix like, on my the mix show, mix on your show, right? Yeah, the I was just saying to I know before you go, I was shitting myself, <laughs> like, because, <laughs> and friend. that is like one like half hour mix. I was thinking, <laughs> I'm just waiting for my Twitter to blow up. People going, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like. Podcast gets shut down, <laughs> do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and the rayguns coming in and yeah, the numbers just go. Slam it, boy.
2: We never have Ramesh
1: yeah. again. <laughs> you think you, you, you can talk about hip hop, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you need to present
2: R and B. Save my life. Oh, gosh.
3: <laughs> yes there's a lot of pressure that i have to make sure that my selection of tunes are the best selection of tunes but i think ultimately even if it's something that you know a lot of people won't like because that's the other thing you got to remember and that's the thing that i've had to teach myself since kind of covering annie show on radio one is that the radio one audience are very vocal You play a record, they will tell you if they hate it. And they will troll you on Twitter. Oh, Oh, God. They will send five to seven tweets per minute that the record Wait, is playing. do them, leave stop. me alone, man. But, that's, but <laughs> I want to play music that's going to spark a reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't care what the reaction is. I want you to feel something when I'm playing something. Yeah. So therefore, for me, that means that my job is done. But I, for me to stand beside it, I think I have to trust my ears and I've got a great team around me that kind of, that help me go through stuff, that kind of help me make the right decisions on records. And if I really, really feel strongly about something, I don't feel the way to stick mm. my neck on the line. Well,
2: I, I think... I think it's pr- it's pretty mad cuz I know the first person I saw that was championing and I know I know that everyone's talking about how great this album is now, but the childish Gambino, mm. there's on your Instagram. That my first exposure was you listening to it in the studio, just giving up, <laughs> <a, laughs> just really losing it, right? And the reason I mention that is because that album is pretty was a pretty left field thing for him yes. to do, yeah, right? Yeah. And I know people that still to this day are going, I don't, I'm not sure about like. So that's a that is a risk. You've just gone out and gone. I'm giving is this a thumbs up change, straight away. It? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But
3: again, going back to what I said before, it's because of my hip-hop education in music that meant that i got it yeah, yeah i listened yeah, to it i'm going right this is bootsy collins yeah this is parliament funkadelic yeah this is prince yeah this basically he's gone and taken his influences and made a homage album to those sounds yeah but at the same time we're we'll going win a golden globe and shout out migos yeah, yeah, like, yeah. come on it, yeah it, it, it just it, it, good music is good music and i think that that's the thing the thing that i learn more and more and more as i go on and and do the job that i do is that there are genuinely two types of music in the world shit music and music that I play has it, yeah. <laughs> has it changed the way you you kind of find music now though like I guess from when you first
1: started when you were like 14 and that to how it is now I mean Technology's changed, mm. yeah, you're saying that one old fuck?
3: No, <laughs> no, no I'm saying. saying
1: Has it changed? No, I'm saying the I'm
2: the saying it, electricity?
3: how
2: old you? <laughs> So like, obviously you're not using you're not using the grammar phones now like gentlemen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in terms of how I you just kind of I started young! I <laughs> had a hard childhood man! I now leave me please! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Anna? I'm bringing you on here. And on. No, I'm not like, curious because like people always want to know how DJs kind of find their kind of their kind of music and stuff like that.
3: You get so nervous, you're banging. Yeah, me look at that. I'm not place now. Look, it's look. All
1: good, so no, good. I'm like, I'm wondering how how have you kind of changed from way from I guess going from record stores or. I've, no, to, do you know
3: what? I I still go record shopping. Mm. I still go digging. My wife hates it because I still go buying vinyl and. Yeah. And I've already got enough vinyl to to yeah. to kind of last a lifetime, but I still go and buy vinyl. I I just. I try and be a sponge. A lot of people will send me music. There's places where you can go to kind of upload music. I spend an obscene amount of time trying to find music. How can you possibly I
2: mean because like I'm not even doing it for a reason. I'm just trying like you know, I'm just trying to stay across hip hop because mm-hmm. I love it but even sometimes like, mate, somebody will send me a text gun, you've got to check this I, go, I ain't got mate <laughs> mm. I'm so that's what like, I, I what
1: i like just chill out because sometimes you might get like tunes sent to you in an email sometimes someone might WhatsApp you little tune yeah and so, that's I was just curious to how you kind of think oh how do you kind of go about your kind of
3: every every which way that you could think of mm. me trying to find music I do it yeah and I, I just I spend that time and I dedicate it what I tend to do though is my switch off time is, is my commute because I, I don't live in London I commute and now mm. so my commute to and from London is kind of my switch off time where I listen to podcasts and then yeah. now I listen to a, another podcast and it tells me about fucking tunes thank you very much <laughs> I was listening to hip hop save my life to get away from having to find music <laughs> and then you
2: introducing me to fucking good, music it's good do you know what me and Frankie goes fucking prick Mr Joe he's not not showing dirty dike any fucking respect, mate. Let's just send him a little subconscious kind of Oh have you seen
3: have you heard what else has come from that podcast? No gone. Uh Frankie's apparently going oh. on Cyan Anderson's show at some point. So. Oh really? Yeah. Oh I'm hoping to spit some bars. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Frankie Boyle in Cyan studio spitting some bars over Brian. That needs to happen. If it does, I'm inviting you on it. Fra- oh, mate, I'm down.
2: <laughs> like, but the thing was with Frankie, because I'd always known he was in Tip, because he used to do hip hop Thursdays on ch- on Twitter. Yeah. And then like like, um, I just messaged him going, "Listen, do you fancy coming on the podcast?" And then he started going, "Yeah, yeah." And then he just started sending me all this
3: like, rec- like stuff. And I thought, "Fucking hell, this guy! N- like, he knows, yeah, mate." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's my point, Frankie. At the point where Frankie Boyle wants to, in the very same way as you know you and and and, it's just at the very point that you want to, you can have a hip hop radio show, or you can have a music radio show. Yeah, yeah. Because the one credential that you need to have to start off is that you need to be passionate about the music. Yeah. If you're not, you're fucked. Yeah, because you do have to spend a number of years where it just doesn't pay, and then yeah. when you get your foot in the door, it still doesn't pay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
2: listen, mate, trust me—that you just described a comedy career. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have to the number passionate. of times <laughs> I come back from like Birmingham or something, I've died on my ass in front of 15 people. My wife and kids are asleep. She just wakes up to see me on the end of the bed crying. <laughs> it's going wrong. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. Because I hate teaching that much. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that you like the Run The Jewels. Now, Run The Jewels, yes. right? This album. Like, now, this is a good example, right? So Run The Jewels, all three of us are into it. I know because I know what I've been talking about. I know you love it. Mm. That's one where my mates... Like I've gone, you need to check out Run the Jewels and I had a mate go to me, I've tried to get loads of people have told me it's great and I've tried to get into it, but I can't. It's such a
1: strong flavour, yeah, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's a pretty mad I, I don't know, I don't know why people don't get into it. Like for Killer Mike for me, I was like, that's how I got into it properly. to yeah. into him for me was listening to listening to Run the Jewels and I was like, wow. Then I went back and I started listening to him properly. Yeah. Because I like, I used to just bypass him a bit. Like I'd listen to a few tunes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like after after the first run the jewels, I was like, boom.
3: Yeah, yeah, It oh, make, like, it yeah. makes sense to me for people not getting into it because I tried so, so many times to get into LP's old productions. Like yeah, 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 Any of the Def Juck stuff, Cannon Company Lux, Flow, Company Flow, yeah. all of those. I tried so many times because I'm thinking, I need, I, I must be missing yeah. something. Yeah. I must be, because so many people are telling me it's the best thing ever. For me, it just sounded like a guy stuck a microphone at the bottom of some stairs and <laughs> throws some pans down the fucking <laughs> stairs, sampled it, and then just farted a couple of times. <laughs> And then someone's found Call Keith's rhyme book of all the shit that was just too far out there for Call Keith to use and going, hey, we'll use this! That, that was what that sounded like to
2: me. You basically just described company flights first. I mean, that <laughs> fucking record. That's fun pressure plus. Oh my god.
4: Just,
2: oh, we had Nihal on it, and he was doing an impression like, The syllables stuff.
3: of all statistics on the realistics. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I didn't get, no, I couldn't get it. <laughs> and the first run the Jules album, it was like, okay, cool, I get it. I, I know what he's doing. Yeah. It's the fact that he was making beats for 2017, but in 2001.
2: But but also, the other thing I would say is like, I, I get what you're saying about the production, but also what I would say is true of the Run the Jewels records, it isn't true of Company, Flow or Cannibal Ox, is they've got kind of a sense of humour to them. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like there's punchlines in like what both LP and Killer Mike do. I mean, Killer Mike's always been quite funny. And LP seems to have like... I don't know, loosen up. There's so many funny knob gags on
1: that. This is the reason why your tour is getting complained.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Honestly, the, listen, on that latest one, the album, the quality of knob gag on that, <laughs> on that album is amazing. <laughs> the
3: one thing it lacks is a Dilsnick. <laughs> Can we bring Dilsnick back into American hip hop, please? My Dilsnick. We yeah. need that. We need yeah. that, man. <sighs> but no, I mean, for me, I think. Killer Mike let's be honest he, he is so intelligent and, and is so charismatic that it feels like just Killer Mike being Killer Mike has meant that LP can bring that out yeah, yeah, yeah. Call Ticketron for me is the pinnacle of yeah. Run The Jewels I think anybody that if you listen to Call Ticketron from Run The Jewels 3 if you don't like that record you will not like anything yeah, yeah, yeah. from the jewels do
1: tell about a stench in the air bloods on the ground opportunity is here i'm looking in the space like is anybody there and the belly is not here please tell me how near do you come and be so should everybody fear i wait to reply with a blunt and a beer i'll be the high guy with the belly and the beard. Oh, signal et atl is here oh man hip hop gripes
2: is there anything about hip hop you don't like um you sort of alluded to it a little yeah
3: bit. it's just it, the elitism yeah. I think, but that's what I don't like in music. Mm. I think there's far too many people that think that, you know, something has to be a certain way because that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. I think there's too many people that are closed off to listening to something because it comes from a certain place. Mm. I think, you know, the, 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 the beauty of what I've been able to do while covering Mac on Radio 1 um, is to be able to play my breadth of what I'm into musically. Yeah. But the amount of people that are coming to me going, I didn't realise you like rock music. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. they can't quite finish the, the comment because uh, because <laughs> I, I, I think, something about um, <laughs> I think it, I'm, uh, <laughs> do you think it
1: needs to like open up in a different way because I, I, I remember seeing Nikala do uh, like his a spoken word kind mm. of show and like the audience there you wouldn't think were hip hop fans at all but people were just loving it and uh, like loving lyri- lyricism from him do you reckon it has to be like a thing like that in terms of like branching out into different kind of things look we
3: live in a world where it really doesn't matter mm we're all fucked anyway. <laughs> so, that is true. Does, it you doesn't, said, you, you've been watching the news too much. No, but it's, oh, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. It really doesn't matter your sexual orientation, yeah. the colour of your skin, how much mm. money you got in the bank. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't, any of it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. It's, it's ending soon.
3: It's, it's, mm. it, we're all fucked anyway, yeah. so why not just take what is available to you? And I think, you know, mm. to be honest, I believe that music, this is where I get slightly hippie, music is the only universal language that we have you know i went over to kenya and i was playing tunes in kenya in 2009 that were uk club bangers and they knew them yeah you know the world is now flat because of the internet people will hear something that is released in senegal at the same time that it's being you know put out there mm-hmm. in the middle of texas it's it's one of those things where i think you can't shut yourself off from it. And the amount of older rappers that I hear moaning about mumble rap this, mumble rap that, Little Yachty came up for a a load of stick because he, he was saying that he doesn't like Biggie or Tupac. The guy's just turned 19. Yeah, yeah. You've got to remember he was born after both of them had died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. doesn't know it. For him, it's his dad's generation's music. So you can't measure him from that unless yeah, yeah. we want to turn into our fathers and be the person that's, turn this fucking yeah. shit down. Yeah, yeah, well, I suppose
1: yeah. it is that elitism, I guess you
2: Although, that, yeah. Although, having said that, and I do totally agree with what you're saying, there is a thing. Little Yachty did a freestyle. <laughs> no, fr- even better than a that, couple. Have a couple. you
3: seen McConan's freestyle? No. I love McConan's freestyle on Westwood. No, no, no please do yourself a favour. The yeah. next time you're feeling down, it? save it. <laughs> just save it for them. Save it for the next time you are feeling down. Really? That good? I Love McConan Freestyle yeah. on Westwood.
2: Okay. I'll go check it out. This is good. <laughs>
3: Get that safe. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know the next time you come home for one of those gigs? Yeah.
1: it couldn't. It's not that bad. You should be sitting on the end of the bed with the headphones look.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just rubbish. Were you laughing and crying? <laughs> I know. Plug one,
1: uh, plug two.
2: Guest plugs for you. We're out of time, but um, well, you've been amazing. You've been properly Thank amazing. You. We'd Thank love you. to have you back on.
3: Whenever oh, I know I
2: won't be here because he's just here. I just brought him in. As well. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, so I'm, what? I'm here part it? Sorry, bro. Although <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I know you've been so Work good, I, f- I think it, we bro. might <laughs> have to. We can get rid of Rupert and just have you in permanent. Yeah. Why
3: don't you add both? Well, add an extra dynamic. Rupert with I his... Never th- that's not
2: a bad idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rupert just banging on about Law Kahn nonstop.
3: <laughs> well, I heard him first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck off, Rupert. You know, you know Robbie's going to make that into a yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is... <laughs> a fucking button here that just every, time he button every time he <laughs> just... Fuck
3: off, Rupert. <laughs> fuck,
2: fuck, fuck, fuck. off, Rupert. we we'll send it to him, making him my ringtone tank whenever <laughs> oh, he calls. Um, is there anything that you want to sort of plug that you've got coming up? Or?
3: Uh, for me, it's just mainly about the, the radio shows radio shows is my focus so uh, Monday to Thursday on BBC Radio 1 from 7 o'clock, uh, Saturday night on Radio 1 and 1 Extra so I can get to play a little bit more hip hop on a Saturday night which is good yeah. uh, and then other than that I've, uh, I've launched a series of club nights that I'm going to be doing throughout the course of the year hopefully called Jam Packed that is just purely about my ethos of music so you know we've got uh, the one that we're doing in London has got Avellino on the same bill as uh, a house DJ called James Hype. Right. So it's just—it's just about fun. Yeah. Party vibes, good music. It all comes from the same place. So, it's just wicked. Everyone join hands and have a party.
2: <laughs> what a lovely way to close this off. <laughs> Fuck off, Rupert.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> were waiting for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, go on do it, do it, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like being able to swear. Well, I, I love it. It You know what I love
2: is that he's getting gunned. He's not even here. What <laughs> <laughs> you don't even met him.
3: But to be fair, <laughs> we're only probably gunning him amount the amount that you normally gunning him on a normal yeah, podcast when he's true, here. Isn't it?
2: That yeah. is true. That is true. Because he's a fucking prick. <laughs> Fuck off, Rupert. Uh, no, I don't love see. you. Uh, Mr. Jam, thank you so much for coming on. I know, thank you so much. Cheers, brother. Bye.
0: <laughs> even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.